If I give you something which costs you nothing, you're more likely to do nothing with it. But if you risk everything at a chance of achieving something, you'll not only work harder to achieve the goal, you're more likely to find success. You're tuned in to the Greatest Asset Community Podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Middlebrooks, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about skin in the game. With everything that you do in life, you are going to find much more success if you have skin in the game. And that could be monetarily with you actually investing your money into it. It could be you investing time into something. It could be you investing your work, your blood, sweat, and tears into an activity or into some endeavor. But whatever it might be, you are more likely to succeed and be driven towards that success if you find that you have skin in the game and what you're doing. So where your treasure is, your heart will be also. That is a verse found in Matthew 26, Matthew 6, 26, but also in Luke 12, 34. If you're wondering what Matthew 6, 26 is, it's a verse in the Bible. And I don't mean that to be condescending in any type of way. There are a lot of people who don't read the Bible, so you might not be aware. But Matthew 6, 26 and Luke 12, 34, where your heart is, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also which means that where you are putting your treasure, where you are putting your money, your resources, that's where your heart is driven to. So for example, if you don't invest in the stock market, you probably don't pay a lot of attention to the movements of the stock market on a day-to-day basis or even on a week-to-week basis. You might hear about it in the news and you just breeze past it and continue on. However, when you start investing your money in the stock market, you start paying a lot more attention to what's going on in the market, what moves the market, what affects the market. Why? Because that's where your money's invested. That's where your heart is invested. And I have firsthand experience of this as well. So prior to uh, 2020, I was not really big on investing in the stock market. I started investing in the stock market around the pandemic time. I mean, we all had a lot more time that we were spending at home and I had a lot more time to do some research, some reading, some studying and where to invest money. And so the stock market became one of those uh, places I invested in. And it turned out to be a great time to invest because the stock market went straight up for about a good year and a half or so before 2022 hit and everything started coming back down again. But um, in any case, Prior to that, I had not really invested much in the stock market, so I wasn't really paying attention to what's the price of Tesla stock doing, what's the price of Netflix, or what's the price of Amazon or Disney or some of these other uh, big name stocks out there, what they're doing. But however, when I started investing, I started paying really close attention to the companies that I invested my money in, the management behind those companies where I was investing my money. Uh, the business models and where those companies were headed, the technology, the resources, the assets that these companies had, the things that could give them an advantage in the market that could help these companies succeed. Because I wanted to know that where I was putting my money at in the stocks that I was buying, the shares of this company that I was owning, I wanted to know that I was investing in something that was going to be worthwhile for my investment. So I started putting a lot of time and energy and attention, not into just the companies that I was investing in, but also into companies that I was thinking about investing in. Companies that I was thought, you know what, might have uh, a good 
or a bright horizon uh, in the near future or even in the distant future. But you know what? Now might be a good time to jump in and hold them for the long term so that I can capitalize on that at a much lower stock price. All that to say, I was into none of this prior to investing in the stock market. And then once I started investing my own money, it's like my heart kind of followed after that. My my thoughts followed after that. And now it's like I've got resources invested in this thing. I need to start seeing what's going on here. And so that's just one example. But it's the same thing with material things. You tend to treat your stuff better than how you treat other people's things. And that could be your car or your house or just your material possessions, the things that you have. When it's something that somebody else is, you tend to view it differently and you tend to treat it differently. But the stuff that's yours, you have money invested in that. And in many cases, you equate the money that you have invested in things to time that it spent, that it took you rather to earn the money to be able to purchase that thing. Let's say that you have a car that you purchased for $50,000. And let's say that that car is paid off or is halfway paid off, whatever it is, that that car to you might represent however many months or a year and a half worth of work that you put in just to be able to purchase that car. And that's something that you now equate to having that car it gives that car a little bit more value because it's like you know what this isn't just a mode of transportation for me that's getting me from point a to point b now this is something that i've invested in it has a lot more value to me outside of just being a vehicle or a mode of transportation and so bringing this back around to real estate studies show that as borrowers or people who are borrowing money to be able to purchase a home put up higher down payments that equates to a lower probability of a default on a loan so in essence if two people are looking to purchase a home and one person has no down payment or one person has a let's say a three percent down payment and the next person has a ten percent down payment all other things being equal, the probability of the person with the 10% down payment is of defaulting on that mortgage or, you know, not paying the mortgage and perhaps that home going into foreclosure is much lower than the probability of that happening to the person with the 3% down payment. And a lot of that has to do with skin in the game. So again, there's a lot of research and studies around this that help support that argument as well with the amount of your down payment equating with you know, a higher down payment equate being equated with a higher or lower probability of default. So higher probability, higher down payment, lower probability of default. There's a lot of research to back that up. And you also see that play throughout the mortgage industry as well. For example, there are some loans that you can get in the mortgage industry to be able to purchase a home, but your credit might not be sufficient enough to support whatever the purchase price of the home is that you're looking to purchase. However, if you put more money down, that can actually help you qualify for the home, even though your credit doesn't quite support you being able to purchase that home. And the reason is because the studies have shown that the higher down payment that you pay, it does equate to a lower probability 
of you defaulting on that loan. Now, it's not 100% guarantee. And of course, there are outliers in, in every case. For example, the VA loan is a loan that does not require a down payment at all for our vet, for our veterans. However, def, uh, VA loans have a history of having a very low default rate, even above FHA loans in many cases, which do require a down payment. So there are, you know, differences between those. I've also, with the VA loans, it's, it's worth mentioning that the qualifying criteria is a little bit different with a VA loan. And by that, I mean, VA loans go a step beyond what other loan programs go in the sense that they also count residual income on top of doing the qualifications based on your credit score, your income and your debt and everything. After all of that's been calculated with your debt to income ratio, VA takes it a step further where you have to have residual income, which is what what is the amount of income that you have left over after we've calculated things like child care, which no other loan program calculates. But VA loans look at how much you pay in child care, um, how much your uh, state and federal taxes are, all these other things that might not be calculated into an FHA loan, but they're calculated into a VA loan. So those do also play into why uh, VA loans tend to have a lower default rate than some of the other loan products out there. However, needless to say, there are some areas or some uh, loans rather where you will find that, yes, some people who pay low down payments still make all of their monthly payments on their mortgage. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to default on that mortgage because they had a low down payment. However, based on the studies of many, many, many mortgages that have been looked at over the years, the general consensus has been that the probability of you defaulting on a mortgage is higher when your down payment is lower. And so with that, you do see that playing out in the mortgage industry where you have some loan products that, again, if you don't qualify for them, but you put it in a higher down payment, now all of a sudden you can perhaps qualify for that mortgage. And you'll see also on some, some matrices that we look at as loan officers, where if you've got a credit score in the 700s, you might have one particular down payment that you could pay. And this is often true in many non-traditional mortgages where if your credit score is up here, your your down payment might be, let's just say 10%. But if you have a credit score between 650 and 700, maybe you pay 15%. And if you have a credit score between 620 and 650, maybe you pay 20% down payment. And you notice that as that credit score goes down, that down payment amount goes up to help offset the risk of the credit score. And again, that's because you have more skin in the game. And the more skin that you have in the game, studies have shown that equates to a lower probability of default, meaning that you're actually going to put more effort, more work, more energy, more of yourself into seeing this thing through and making sure that this thing succeeds rather than just letting it fall. If I were to just give you a house, um, you, you're not going to put as much into it, so to speak, as if you had to work and earn throughout the course of the next however many years of your life or months of your life to save up the money to put in a down payment and pay the closing cost and go through all the steps and do what's necessary to be able to to earn that house you know it's it's something that i feel you only really get the experience of when you've gone through it 
rather than it having just been given to you. And I say that being a big supporter of down payment assistance because home prices are super high. And I do realize that down payment assistance helps many people achieve the dream of home ownership. So I am a big supporter of down payment assistance, just to put that out there. So no one thinks, oh, he, you know, doesn't support, you know, all the assistance programs that are out there to help people lower their down payment risk. No, I am in full support of those because there are a lot of people who without down payment assistance would not be able to afford to purchase a home. So I'm all for that. However, it's also important to understand the impact of having skin in the game and what that has on you as a home buyer or you as a a purchaser of anything, a car or an investor of anything, even yourself and your own education. And that's ultimately where I wanted to get to with this podcast is that putting skin in the game in terms of investing in yourself is the best investment that you can make. Investing in your education, investing in your your growth or the development of a skill that is going to help catapult you into a level beyond what you dream currently is possible so investing in yourself is the biggest investment you can make and i'm a big believer in investing in myself i'm a big believer in you know all the programs that are out there for people to invest in themselves i'm also a big believer in the programs again just stepping back into the down payment assistance briefly that are out there to help assist people who are not yet able to afford what it is that someone else who might be in a better position or might have you know a little bit more you know afforded to them uh that they're in and able to afford so i'm a big supporter of those down payment assistance programs big supporter of the things that are out there but even with that uh some of those programs do require that a percentage of your own money goes into the transaction. Yes, there are some programs that will not have that requirement, but the programs that do, the reason is because, again, you having skin in the game is what helps to perpetuate how involved you are in this transaction and this purchase and you seeing this thing through and making sure that it succeeds is you having that skin in the game. And so, getting back and rounding this thing off with making sure that you invest in yourself, you want to make sure that you take the time to invest in your education. Purchasing a home is probably going to be the biggest purchase that you're ever going to make, and you do not need to go and be an expert on purchasing a home. There are mortgage loan professionals like myself. There are real estate professionals. There are people that spend their lives learning all of the things that you don't need to know, but they can help you along the path to be able to accomplish what it is you're wanting to accomplish. So you lean into those people, but you do the education to make sure that you're leaning into the right person that's going to get you to where you want to be. Just like with anything else, if you're investing your time in learning an instrument, if you're investing your time in your own craft and profession, you spend the appropriate amount of time to make sure that you are growing in that skill set or that profession that's going to help propel you to that next level so make sure that you're investing in yourself make sure that you're investing in that skill set that you need to have but also when it comes to purchasing a home because that's something that again i keep bringing it back to that because that's that's what i love is what i do i i am a huge supporter of the real estate industry the mortgage industry what it's been able to do to generate a lot of wealth for people over generations and so with that uh 
I believe that when you go to purchase a home um, and you're walking that path of home ownership, you want to make sure that you are spending time educating yourself on what it actually takes to be a homeowner. You want to make sure that you're saving up some money to put skin in the game. And I'm not just saying that because I don't want you to, you know, default on a mortgage. Of course, I absolutely do not want you to default on a mortgage. But even more than that, I think that your experience as a homeowner will be much better if you actually have skin in the game. I think the amount of care and attention that you are going to get and give through this process is going to be exponentially greater if that attention is fueled by you having invested $20,000, $10,000, $5,000, whatever it might be for the home that you're looking to purchase. If you've got skin in the game, now you're looking at this thing from a different lens. It's not your handout asking people, hey, I need a hand me out. I want to purchase this home with no money down. I don't want to put any of my own money into it. No, I think there's a certain level of pride and ownership that you take when you put some of your own money into it, when you put some of something that you've worked hard for and spent time at uh, and you invest that into something and it's not just given to you. There's an appreciation that you have beyond uh, someone who's just had it given to them. So I think that you should definitely work to have saved up some money so that you can put that skin in the game because it will change your mindset for the better. And that's all that I wanted to, uh, I guess, bring to you this episode was really just to uh, put an exclamation point on the importance of having skin in the game with any endeavor, whether it be purchasing a home, whether it be a skill set that you're needing to learn, a business that you started, um, having your own skin in the game and not just looking for the handout, but actually working hard, being disciplined, whether it means cutting back in some areas to be able to save up for what you really want in other areas. But having that skin in the game is really going to help propel you in ways that you don't yet see, but you will see and it will become uh, revealed to you as you discipline yourself and you put some of your skin in the game and thereby, you know, your heart, your thoughts, everything else is going to follow after that. So Thank you for taking the time to tune into this episode. I know it was a brief one, but I think very, very important if you catch the nuggets that were dropped in here. So as always, please do like and subscribe to the podcast. It does a lot to help me push this content and information out to many more people so that they can learn and grow as well. And do uh, follow me on social media. You can catch me GA Loan Officer on Instagram and TikTok. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Take care. We'll see you in the next episode.